be. <sighs> yeah, the Harry Potter universe, just the more we think about it, the less it makes sense. So maybe yeah, we shouldn't dwindle on this. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, no. Um, in, in fact, I was just reading one of the comments, and um, this is literally so painful for me to read as someone who begs because Draco, this dumbass, <laughs> can just get the yeah. basics down so he doesn't have to use his magic for everything like a fucking dumbass. Yeah. And even when he doesn't get the basics down, he puts a whole leg in. I know. <laughs> he then just magics it into like God, something he's... resembling a fucking cake. I'm glad we all have the same conclusions. It's just Draco is a shit. Yeah, Draco is yeah, he's a... He's just yeah. literally lucked his way through life, hasn't he? <laughs> it's very warm, isn't it? Oh, it The is. weather. We're going for the weather. Yes. How quintessentially British. We're so British. We've been covering British topics this month. We may as well complain about the weather. It's very hot. It is, Um, yeah. How dare it get hot after we were complaining that it was too cold. (laughs) Well, there's sort of no middle ground. There is a middle ground. I would like it to be colder. Thanks. Yeah, a a little bit. That's my middle ground. Like, warm enough so that you can go out in shirt sleeves, but... Not too warm that if you stand in the same for any length of time, you start to stick to the pavement. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good medium. Maybe I should move to Russia. (laughs) Then it's cold all the time. Yes. (laughs) What's your point? You'd get bored of the snow. I don't think I will. James doesn't molt fast enough to deal with extreme warm climates. I Mm. do not handle the heat very well. I'm very hairy. And I don't go outside very often, especially this last couple of years. So, yeah, okay, that can be an issue. Fair enough. I, on the other hand, am like a lizard and like basking in the sunshine. So all I've done today is bask in the sunshine. With factor fifty on, so I don't burn into a Mm. fucking crisp. She (laughs) likes the sun. She's cold-hearted, and I've seen her lick her eyes once or twice. (laughs) Don't tell people about that. (laughs) For fuck's sake, I'm trying to keep a low profile here. I said like a lizard, not actually is a lizard. Sorry. Christ. Uh, well, if anyone listening doesn't know... <laughs> Grace is one of those lizard peoples that the conspiracy theories keep talking about. I don't. Oh, no. Alex Jones <laughs> hates her. That one trick. fuck's sake. So, Nick, what have you been reading? Uh, well... After the events of the previous episode... Oh, you make it sound so ominous. Yeah. After the events. <laughs> After <laughs> the Who events. died last episode? <laughs> we don't talk about the event, Nick. Yeah, we don't talk about the event. Uh, if you'd like to know what the event was, tune into our previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Uh, after the events of the previous episode, I decided that I like my detectives like I like my eggs. Hard-boiled. So I went for a uh, little fic called The Maltese Falcon by Toft. Mm-hmm. Ah. This is one of the film noir ones we found last time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, I could just read the first paragraph and it, it sums up what I like about this fic perfectly. It's excellent. Do you need me to edit in some stuff post-footage? I probably will. Yeah, it would be nice uh, if you had sort of some smooth jazz going on in the background, because I'm going to do my best, like, um, you know, uh, Herschel Biggs in L.A. Noir, that sort of thing. I'll see what I can do. I promise nothing. Excellent. I also like other detective genres, so maybe I'll put in some different music. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) 
Brilliant. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Mix them up a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to do your <laughs> your reading voice of film noir and I'll try and find the Hawaii Five O soundtrack and get a license for it. Sin <laughs> City theme starts playing. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> The name's Perkins. Do, 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 do. Oh, God. Do it. Yeah, do okay. it. So oh, tell man. us about this fic, first off. Yeah, okay. Um, The name's Perkins. Sue Perkins. And two <laughs> wives, embezzling secretaries, secret mistresses, and runaway daughters. I also solve cases, but that's more of a day job. Hey. On my office door, it says Private Eye. It often also says Out for Lunch. My secretary is always criticizing my work ethic. Her name's Mel, and she's a leggy redhead. At least I assume she has legs. I've never seen them. They're always under the desk. With a snappy response for every quip, and a passion for shortbread biggies. I keep her supplied with the good stuff, and she keeps her mouth shut about my cases, because it's full of shortbread. <laughs> so... That's all it, Pretty much. It carries on like that for 2,700 beautifully written words. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, first of all, so this is a Sue and Mel fic. Yes, it's a Sue and Mel fic. Yeah. Sue and Mel, hosts of the Bake Off, for those who haven't watched it. Yes. I, I completely get why people ship them, to be honest. <laughs> They've kind of got that whole sort of like um, fluffy bunny energy going on, haven't they? They do. Uh, yeah. Mel has a husband, though, as far as I'm aware. Ah, right, okay. Jazz starts picking up again. <laughs> but she had a husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this works in terms of character dynamics. Yeah, it is It is really good. Um, it turns out that Mary Berry is sort of like the Don of the Baking Empire in the particular uh, Sin City that Mel and Sue find themselves inhabiting. Oh um, yeah, as in, to the summary, in this town, pie was money, and Mary Berry's pies were the best. <laughs> yes, her name was Mary Berry, but they called her the Pastry Queen. Hang oh, on. excellent. Yeah, everyone can, can I just this... do that one with my uh, best detective voice? Yeah, you go for it. Your name was Mary Berry, but they called her <laughs> the Pastry Queen. <laughs> Thank you, Poro. <laughs> in it, yeah. mademoiselle. Excellent. And I apologise to the population of Belgium for yeah, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd apologise to most of Europe, to be fair, just to be safe. <laughs> you know what, yeah, blank. <laughs> I apologise to any, every country, because we're going to do accents, and it's going to be a disaster. Yes, it is. I can barely do my own accent well. <laughs> <laughs> I know yours is like um, uh, See I'm supposed to sound like I'm from Yorkshire Because I grew yeah. up in Old But the thing is I don't sound like that when I talk Yeah that's it yours is like Hull slash Cambridge via Oxford I suppose but you know I've never been to Oxford <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So uh, what happens in this fic before we get distracted Yes <laughs> So um, yeah, Mary Berry has come to see Sue To see if she'll take on a case I say see if she'll take on a case Uh Mary Berry sort of knows what she wants and how to get it, and um, often those methods sound a little bit sort of ruthless in the true mobster fashion. As sort of portrayed by this line, Everyone in this town knew the stories. Over her long career, she crushed her many enemies into dust finer than ground almonds, sprinkled them onto cakes, and served them up to the city officials she had in her dainty apron pocket. I have a question. What is her business? What is she trying to get? Her business 
thingy to do? No, 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 not that business, but like, what has she hired thingy to do? What's her suspicion? Ah, here we go. Um, her mm. second in command is trying to kill her. Oh, is that going to be Paul Hollywood, do you think? Funny you should say that. Oh. I had a feeling, skimming ahead. Yeah. As you can see, the scene of the crime was also the heart of Barry's empire, the Hollywood Bakery. So, yeah, it's Paul Hollywood. He owns the bakery. He is the master baker of Hollywood Bakery. Oh. Do they call him a master baker in the show? They... Yeah, he's more of the bread guy. Yes. Yeah, but do they use the <laughs> phrase, master baker? <laughs> <laughs> I should hope not. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch and find out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Sue decides to go down to this Hollywood bakery and uh, sniff about, because, of course, Mary Berry is not somebody you want to cross, lest you end up dusted on one of her cakes. <laughs> so, yep, she goes down to the Hollywood bakery, and she's looking in the window, um, and she notices, fucking brilliant line this, Sweet buns and pastries gleamed invitingly at passers-by, like the women who caught my eye late at night in the downtown bars, promising a moment of sweetness and then satiated sticky regret. I never could <laughs> It's proper hard-boiled detective. This is really well written. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like she's just missing the drinking problem, and of course, it's like not... She's got a Bicky's problem. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking cake, cake problem. I mean... So he's got it all, this. He has absolutely got it all. So she goes in and meets Paul Hollywood. So before you read any of that, I, you're, I'm happy to let you do this one. I was going to suggest that Paul Hollywood does a Brooklyn accent, because we've not touched that one yet. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do, do you want to do that, or shall I? I can't remember what a Brooklyn accent sounds I get the like. feeling you're not here for cross sound. Sue Perkins, pro... Oh no, that's her, the sensei. Oh no, it is him. <laughs> Sue yes, Perkins, him. private eye, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't think I am. That's fucking Brooklyn by way of Texas. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you sent pastries up to the Queen's headquarters every morning, I said. That was that was Sue. I don't care. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn now. <laughs> every Sue morning. Sue Perkins, private eye, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're both you, you're both sort of We're like terrible. yeah the accent sort of slips into deep south drawl you know yeah, so, yeah Grace sounded <laughs> more like one of those like southern dames who maybe does dances I'll try to do Chicago but I don't yeah. know but my only reference of a Chicago accent is an episode of Doctor Who where some <laughs> British woman was pretending to do a fucking bad yeah. impression of a Chicago accent yeah <laughs> so it's just oh, that's just a, oh so Marty, diluted. don't be such a square, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Every morning, they leave here at nine with my boys. Sorry, they leave here at nine and my boys turn them down there. Okay, hang on, we've got we've I'm just got lost in the accent. Where yeah. are we in the yeah, story? <laughs> um, I think Sue is interrogating Paul Hollywood. Yes, trying. Um, to okay. interrogate Paul Hollywood. Okay, so he says, I get the feeling you're not here for a croissant. And she goes, Sue Poikin's private if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am. And then it goes, okay, alright, I'm with you now. Yeah, that's you the one. Patient. Yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> it turns out that Paul Hollywood is not one to tangle with either. His big frame exuded menace and the smell of icing sugar. So, um, <laughs> So, uh, to get to the bottom of why Sue is there, um, she's... Uh, yeah, what's the crime? 
I think, did I miss something because I was too distracted by doing offending the world? No, or... no, no, you haven't missed anything. Um, okay. Sue indicates one of the pastries in behind the glass counter. One of those pastries turned up with crushed glass in it, sprinkled on top like chopped nuts. <sighs> so, yeah, basically, um, Paul Hollywood is under suspicion of trying to get Mary Berry to eat ground glass. Oh, God. Um, and oh. or anthrax, as it you know, as, as it will come to uh, later in the story. Oh, what? <laughs> anthrax? Yeah. Fucking Jesus, hell. Paul. <laughs> That's it. But he's a he's a tough customer. Sort of looks Sue up and down, and says, uh, "If one of you wants to continue." Oh, I was going to do that. Nothing to do on me. He said. He yeah. said. His eyes lost their friendly twinkle and now shone ice blue. Colder than the heart of an ill, ill fuente. Ill fuente. Ill fuente. I would. I wouldn't ruin a good pastry like that. <laughs> Not even if it would bump you to the top of the food chain. I asked. You got nothing on me, Parkins. Yeah, I think that works. <laughs> Sketchy Brooklyn accent. Yeah, it's, I love the. Um, you know the. Uh, Underproved, he drawled, and underworked. You got under nothing on me. Underproved and underworked. You got nothing on me. Underproved. Yeah. Underproved. Underproved. So many cake jokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. And it is really well written. So, um, yeah, it turns out that uh, Paul Hollywood, who by your estimations is stood there in a Stetson with a pair of fucking spurs on. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and an apron. I was aiming and for... an apron. <laughs> I was aiming for Brooklyn by way of Daddy DeVito, and <laughs> sounds like I completely missed that mark. Yeah, you got sort of, um, I don't know, maybe like John Wayne. That's sort of fine thing. too. <laughs> um, okay, so after this altercation, um, the uh, two goons which Paul Hollywood had sort of indicated, uh, his boys as it were, <laughs> these are like, sort of like, Six foot tall people in suits, a bit like brick shit houses. Uh, you know that they're, they're the muscle. They sort of they're starting to shift uneasily, like the middle of an undercooked quiche. It says here. <laughs> um, so, so many food puns. Yes. So um, Perkins bids a hasty retreat, and on instinct, she uh, decides to sort of duck out of sight when a car pulls up outside. I just okay. need to Google who this person is. Kimberly Wilson, the up and coming baker. Yes, that's and it. One of the queen of pastries left. Her. She 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 was in the bake off. She was in the bake off. She was a finalist, and it turns out that she's one of the queen of pastries' chief lieutenants and a chartered psychologist. Is she? Oh. Apparently. Oh wow! It if didn't I say that in the become a chief lieutenant. That's yep. Uh, I found her on Twitter. She's a chartered psychologist with a master's in nutrition and a bake off finalist. Uh, wow! Amazing. So Very a woman talented. of many talents. Yeah. Yeah. And a henchman for Mary Berry. And a henchman for Mary Berry, one of her chief lieutenants. bizarre noir setting. (laughs) Um, Of course, so it's her. She gets out of the car. She's loitering on the sidewalk, um, admiring a display of cakes, because by the sounds of things, nearly every shop in this fucking city is a bakery. Yep. (laughs) So after a little while... Um, the uh, one of Paul Hollywood's oh. goons sort of sidles up next to her, and a bag is passed. So I've just noticed we may have misread the setting of this. We've been going for like thirties gangster, fifties film noir, all that. Yeah, I just noticed she pulled out her phone 
and spoke a few words into it. I mean, Noir, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Noir had like a resurgence in the 1980s. Yeah, but if she's pulling out a yeah, phone... Yeah, we got Scandi Noir now. Yeah. Yeah, like Scandi Noir. So, I think it's still relevant. Like, Noir is more of... Fe- it's, it's oh like yeah, it's, style it's written, rather than a it setting, is written in it? the yeah. style of Noir. But this has completely shifted my imagination. Ah. Now I'm going to have to rethink about everything. Well, Hollywood <laughs> oh, is no longer so wearing dramatic. spats and the pinstripe suit in my mind. Now he's going to Oh, have... he can, just he's got a phone now. Okay. So get on with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It could be a very expensive car phone. Yeah. We'll get onto that uh, later. So, yeah, okay. um, she meets with one of Paul Hollywood's goons outside this shop window and surreptitiously a bag with an ominous red stain blotting its middle is uh, is passed to her in return for an envelope. Mm. Okay. So um, she now has this bag um, of what we can assume to be something pastry-related. Naturally. Fast forward to um, a few hours in the future. Uh, the car is outside Mary Berry's headquarters when uh, when Sue arrives. Uh, the bonnet's still warm, but Sue, as she's walking by, she notices that the paper bag is abandoned on the back seat. Dun, dun, dun. And they've left the window slightly open. So after a few attempts, Sue manages to get the bag with, the, uh, with her little sort of toolkit thing. Um, with a length of fishing line and a hook. That's very, very fucking MacGyver. See, I was, this is a point-and-click adventure game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it absolutely she's is. She's gone in, she's she had to get her thing. Before she got there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it absolutely is. And mm. uh, this is where things sort of start to heat up. You know, it's like, okay. I examine the red smear on the inside, then shook the bag over my palm, catching a sprinkling of suspicious white powder. I tasted it. Sugar. The red smear was either raspberry or cherry. What was Kimberly Wilson doing with one of Paul Hollywood's famous jam donuts? And why was she picking it up from a highly suspicious inter- intermediary? Was she trying to frame her rival and take his place in the sun? Things were heating up, and the plot, like custard, was thickening. Dun, dun, dun. We are speeding towards the conclusion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Sue looks around, makes sure she's not being watched. She noticed that nobody was in sight apart from a shadow that detached itself from an alleyway. So she runs towards it. It turns out to be Mel, her secretary, who uh, okay. grabs her by the collar and pulls her into the alley. Um, yeah, it's, it, is a bit li- it is a bit like that. Sparks may have flown, as you will see later. <laughs> Do they smooch? Uh, they don't smooch, but oh. basically Mel is there to save Sue's ass because oh. uh, Sue is walking into a trap. So, like all um, all plucky redheads who work as receptionists to um, you know film noir detectives, uh, mm. she comes in and saves the day at the last second. Perfect. So yeah, it turns out that uh, somebody's coming up the alleyway. Um, they hear a sharp exclamation behind them, and um, yeah, they both get whacked on the head, knocking them un- unconscious. I just find it funny that they both managed to get bonked on the head at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also enjoying it. the brief Sunday moment here of the I don't know you care. She just starts blushing. She goes, "I'd miss the shortbread." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got everything this fic. It really has, and mm. it's it's impressive that they managed to pack all this in to less than two thousand seven hundred words. Mm. So, anyway, they come to, and um, as is the way in these uh, in these universes, they are tied to chairs. Of course, in Mary Berry's own office. Oh. With Kimberly Wilson stood beside them. Okay. And Kimberly Wilson has got this idea in the he- in her head that 
Paul Hollywood has bought off Sue Perkins. Oh. But of course, Sue Perkins being the private eye that she is, reputations matter, and she doesn't double-cross her clients. Naturally. Mm. Yes, of course. So much fucking intrigue. Yeah, it's a genuine, like, a genuine sort of mystery, this. <laughs> so, this sort of goes on. Um, Kimberly's like, why did you try to hide the evidence? What evidence? The paper bag, the bag with the poisoned donut. Big reveal there. Mm. So this donut turns out it was banned for Mary Berry. Wait. Okay. Was, is this a donut that was in the bag that she just licked the sugar off? Yes. Oh no. You will. Um, you will be glad to know, dear reader, that Sue Perkins comes to no harm in this. <sighs> oh, good. You'll like this. You will like this. There okay. is a twist. Okay. Keep going. Okay, so Mary Berry found out about the poison because her personal assistant licked the sugar off her fingers after handing her the jam donut. Oh. It was dusted with enough arsenic to kill a horse. (laughs) Okay. It turns out what happened is Paul Hollywood's agent inside Mary Berry's headquarters had dusted the donut with arsenic after it had been taken out of the bag and into the headquarters. Okay. Okay. I'm confused. Why are you confused? Don't worry, it's supposed to be confusing at this point. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yes, so basically it comes out, you know, of course Hollywood didn't buy uh, Sue Perkins. Um, She was investigating Kimberly, and they found that Kimberly's off the hook. It's not her MO poisoning a donut. But um, maybe we should leave the mystery, like as it is. We could do, but there is a lovely bit afterwards where um, it's sort of all about to kick off while Mary Berry finds out the double agent inside her headquarters. Okay. In that case, I'll leave a quick disclaimer. There's going to be spoilers about the plot twist coming. Yes. Skip ahead to the timestamp in the show notes if you want to skip those spoilers. Yes, there is. Cool. Um. So yeah. Uh, now that they have proven that it's neither Mel nor Sue Perkins who's uh, who's responsible for this, and that Mary Berry has a double agent that she needs to investigate in her uh, headquarters, they're let go. And they decide to go to a nice little place in the mountains where they're going to hole up until it all blows over. Just you, me, and some shortbread and cryptic crosswords will pick up on the way. Do you have anyone you need to call? And there it is. That's pretty much the fic. The last line's quite nice. It's, I'd like to say we drove into the sunset, but actually we were going the other way. Still, it's the sentiment that counts. It's riding off ahead. I'm very confused about what happened in those last few minutes. I don't understand why the poison didn't do anything. It did. It did to her... So it killed the secretary? Yes, it did to Mary Berry. And she PA. got all the arsenic. Okay. Uh, she licked her fingers after she'd handed the donut to Mary Berry, and of course... Okay. It started to work immediately, at which point Mary Berry thought, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. And Sue... Who dusted the donut? Paul did, I think. It wasn't Paul. Oh. And uh, one of the plot points is, if you recall, uh, Sue Perkins licked her fingers after she'd discovered the bag. Yeah, so why isn't she dead? So, the donut wasn't supplied, dusted with arsenic, it was... Only dusted with arsenic um, when it went into Mary Berry's headquarters. So it was Kim. So it was Kim, yeah. Dun dun dun. Oh, I'm glad we cracked it, guys. Yeah. Yes. Another case <laughs> solved. Let me just let me just light a cigarette and then immediately throw it on the ground. 
<laughs> I won't lie, that was hairily presented that we, even though we have the story in front of us, confused ourselves. Yes, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I will what say... we've learned today, we do not make good detectives. This is a good fic and a well-written everything else. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah, just... There is no... We just completely have mm-hmm. it. <laughs> there is no um, explanation I can give which will do this fic justice. Please go read it, because it's fantastic. I thoroughly absolutely. enjoyed it. And I apologise for all accents done. So, Grace, what have you been reading? This is Draco Malfoy and the Great British Baking Show. Brackets Baking by Fairy Tales and Tea. Hey! Summary summary of this absolutely ridiculous piece of writing. Okay, this fic is about a thicktober thingy-mabob. And what else would any sane person do but write a Draco Malfoy re- entering the Great British Bake Off show competition? It took three mint Oreos, one piece of cake, two mugs of tea, and two cheese strings to finish this. It's poorly written, wow. it's too long, it's barely proofread, and it's absolute nonsense. But I finished the prompt for the day, so I consider it a win. Winky face. Thank nice. you, Fairy Tales and Tea. I like the summary. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Our expectations are high now. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) Excellent. So, everyone around Draco burst into action. So everyone's just like mixing things, there's whirring, there's ovens going off, and he's just stood there like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Basically, six months earlier... Six months earlier... Ah, so there's a flashback. Yeah. So, yeah, pause, freeze frame. I'm Draco Malfoy. How did I get into this situation? (laughs) So... It all began with our couple, Harry Potter and Draco, just sitting down in their established relationship together to watch the Great <laughs> British Baking Show. It had become a ritual of theirs to do it together in their free evenings. Sorry to interrupt, but what? I love that I love that some couples are just shipped so much that it just becomes pre-established. Yeah, they didn't even sort of, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Harry and Draco are dating. Obviously, and it's not just them. There's loads like that, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's like it just turns up, and from the language and writing that the author's using, it's like, oh yeah, they're in a committed mm. relationship and have yeah, for some time to now. Say Harry Voldemort and Draco. Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so over the last over the last few evenings, Draco has been starting to go on about how he could make the stuff on the Great British Baking Show no problem. And Harry's just sitting there like, nah, there's no way you could. You couldn't even boil water. No, and Draco digs his heels and he's like, I absolutely could. I didn't say I would actually bake for real. I just said, you know, I could (laughs) make those things. You know, being the posh, arrogant little twat that he is, you know. (laughs) And, uh... And he's oh so so you cheat you cheat yeah and he's like no I wouldn't cheat I'm I'm just talking about using magic you know which can't be cheating because it's it's a natural ability and it's not my fault that the other contestants are muggles and he tosses a bit of popcorn at Harry and snickers a little and he's like I don't think you could not even with magic just just saying and he's like oh I think you're supposed to be supportive you should be encouraging me yeah yeah they're also supposed to stop you from making an absolute ass of yourself on what's now an internationally loved television show which would happen if you ever got chosen as a contestant, which you wouldn't. 
There's no way you'd even be selected to audition. Oh, wanna bet? And he leans over <laughs> with a handshake, you know, shake the hand. Possibly. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, just, he's like, nah, you're joking. He's like, I'm not joking. And he pushes the hand at him more. Bet me I wouldn't make it onto the show and win. And, and win. And win. All right. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I bet that you won't win. And I'll even help you with audition tape. And so like, Harry proceeds to help Draco with like using ovens and like various other bits of equipment and just anything he needs to look like a muggle for this show. <laughs> and it goes back to present day. He's just teaching him how ovens work just so he can pretend that he's yeah. using one. And Hard like... Say. <laughs> like a lot of this comes out as it goes along. Okay. So present day pans back to Draco lobbing two whole eggs into his batter before realizing he wasn't. He was supposed to break the fucking thing first. Because <laughs> <laughs> <You know, laughs> magic, you don't need to do shit. You just flick a wand mm. and it's cooked for you. <laughs> yeah, Akio yeah. cake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Noel comes over and he's like, mate, you put the shells in too? And he's just like, I, I don't know what happened. And he's <laughs> trying to fish the eggs out with a spoon. And he's like, no worries, says Noel. I'm sure Paul likes a bit of roughage anyway. So he's got that look about him, doesn't he? <laughs> and so Noel just walks off with that. And Draco uh, badly cracks some eggs in as the judges Prue and Paul come over. And Draco's just shitting himself slightly because now he has to prove <laughs> to some actual cooking professionals that he can make a cake. And they're just they're just like, okay, what the fuck's going on? So he's just trying to tell them about his cherry and chocolate cauldron cake he will be making. As Paul watches him try to unlodge a spoon from the beaters of a whisk. Because, you know, <laughs> he put the whole things into it. It's all getting jammed together. <laughs> Needless to say, Paul looks unimpressed and just Prue just stays polite through it all, you know, as she does. <sighs> I, they... hmm? yeah, I kind of love this image of, um, like, the, the supposedly, like, smooth, cool, calm, collected, yeah, sneering <laughs> Draco. Don't being mind absolutely... me, put a whole egg in. Yeah, just being absolutely fucking useless at this. There is nothing <laughs> cool, calm, and collected about Draco Malfoy. He's a fucking weasel. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. He always it, came not... off kind of like he had his no, slicked he, back hair. Yeah, he, he was just smug, and then every single time he would get like pointed out as being a hypocrite. Like the time with the hippogriff, and oh, the yeah. time he got turned into a weasel, and <laughs> like, every single time he gets his ass handed to him in some way, doesn't he? Yeah, that's true. And he completely loses his composure, and this is. What's happening here? Very on brand. I like it. <laughs> so basically, oh, excellent. So basically, once they leave, Draco takes a quick look around the tent, and when no one is looking, he sort of ducks down behind the counter, whips his wand out of his apron pocket, and fucking fixes it all. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues to do this throughout. Like his okay, so his cake is being judged, and Prue loves it, while Paul is just surprised at how well how the fuck that came out all right. <laughs> And like, and he's just really suspicious. He's just like, "How? Why can't I taste eggshells?" You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Draco proceeds to make really bad cake mix and then magics them good again whenever possible throughout the entire all of the challenges. <laughs> and like, much to Paul's bewilderment, all his cakes come out fine. Dispute every single time he's been over there, shit's been falling apart at the seams. <laughs> I mean, if I spent years, like, I'd be annoyed because if I mean, yeah. if I spent years trying to get to this level of in my professionalism profession, 
and some rich kid just swanned in and winged some of the best cakes I've ever seen, I'd be pissed off too, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We've all been in exams where that one guy gets an A. Yeah, he's never studied. studied. His parents are rich. Yeah. He acts like that's exactly what yeah. Draco is right now. That, that's that's who he is right now to Paul Hollywood. And yeah, what it's a not, turd. He's rubbing him up the wrong way. <laughs> anyway, finally, the last challenge goes by without much fuss. Upon judging Draco's cake, Paul viciously just cuts through the cake like he wants to stab the weasel. <laughs> Sadly, he has to admit that it's a really good cake. And Draco wins Star Baker, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, of course he does. He wins a fucking bet. And then Paul goes over and begrudgingly gives him a very cold handshake. <laughs> and a well done. And just walks off. And it just ends with Draco swearing to keep fucking off Paul Hollywood with his amazing magic cake. <laughs> and struggling to use a mobile phone to ring Harry that he won the bet. The end. I'm I'm kind of here for this. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm kind of here for this. I kind of like the uh, this image of this like sort of stare down going on between Paul Hollywood and Draco Malfoy. (laughs) You shouldn't be out. This should not be good. How did you do this? See, here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, surely these aren't the only wizards who are aware are aware of the British Bacon. Oh, for sure. So there are going to be other wizards like, I know that cunt, he goes to my school, that's Draco Malfoy, he's magicking his cakes behind the counter, the dick. Mm. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is going to be like uh, Ron and Hermione, who I believe are probably pretty fucking steaming that Harry's gone off with his worst enemy after all that he's fucking done throughout <laughs> his school life. We'll yeah. be ringing up saying, no, it's, it's magic, you must disqualify mm. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they've got to yeah. explain wizards are real to all... Paul Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> also, yeah. His whole life, all his meals have been magicked, made to yeah. him by an elf. Yes, because he's from a very traditional family. That's true. Like, like he he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so Not full disclosure: they don't teach home economics in Hogwarts. Damn it! No, there's no need. <laughs> no, <laughs> they use magic or slavery. Yes. I was fully expecting this to end with Paul Hollywood revealing that he is a wizard. Yeah, or Voldemort in disguise, or, like yeah. one of the two. Like he pulls like, up it, his sleeve, he's got me. the dark mark there. Yeah. He's like, I know what you're doing, Draco. I'm on to you. <laughs> like, just something like that would have been How good. do you think I've my just got... eyes is so yeah. well? This, I've just got this vision of like um, Paul Hollywood leading Draco away to like a darkened room and being like, look, I'm a wizard too. I know what you're doing. You better throw Stop the fucking fine. Yeah, throw the final, or I'll have you expelled, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll yeah. fucking obliterate you. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I really liked this. Yeah, it was good. Was... <laughs> what did they bet in the end? Like, what did he win? There, was, there was no bet for Harry. I reckon oh. he's just gonna get a blowjob out of it or something. Oh, God, I, I don't know. Well, I yeah. don't fucking know. Sounds about right. Maybe that's in the next chapter. I don't think there is going to be two, a next chapter as a part of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would someone like to ask me a question, please? Not really. So what have you been reading? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> of course you are. So I have been reading 
The Great British Come Off by Secret Side Account. Oh, snappy title there. Yeah. And uh, we covered this one. We briefly mentioned it last episode, but we didn't go into too much detail. Hmm. Uh, the summary is David Tennant receives an invitation letter to the GBCO. Crack porn ensues. I don't know why, but GBCO sounds like some sort of uh, government agency that deals with taxes or something like that. I work for the GBCO. Yes, yeah, the Great British. Cake <laughs> off. Uh, the Great yeah. Money Office. <laughs> the I'm trying to think how that could be a tax thing. <laughs> Coin office, there you go. Yeah, something like that, yeah. (laughs) And, so full disclosure, this is a real person fic. I don't believe David Tennant would behave this way, but I don't know David Tennant personally. Maybe maybe this is what he's into. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I doubt anyone really thinks that Paul Hollywood is an asshole. Georgia Tennant is a badass bitch. Or David Tennant is a horny slut in this, uh... Parody. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what yeah. dick fruit is, but apparently there are some who knows. No, it's for lead dick those fruit. Who, those who know, no gifts for lead dick fruit. He's a, a couple of gifts, yeah, given, and he's a lead. What? Which is a Scottish lord. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, the story begins at David Tennant's house. He receives a letter. And he's very excited. Do do we want to do the sketchy accent? Which Scott? Which sketchy accent? If you'd like to. Ah, uh, Georgia, I've been invited to the Great British Comic Relief Bake Off. <laughs> he tore the envelope <laughs> open while reading his over his cereal. Georgia's excited. She's like, "Oh yeah, cool. Let me have a look." And she goes, "Oh, that's not the Bake Off. That's not for the Bake Off." And David Tennant kind of looks over and goes, "What?" It looks like it, but if you look very carefully, this is an invitation to the Great British Come Off. <laughs> and he does a spit take, and they're just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, the Great British Come Off is a top-secret event hosted every year among British celebrities. Some do it for charity, some do it for shits and giggles. This isn't really an invitation, it's more of a challenge you can only be challenged by people who've been on it before. Oh, go, which no. mother? Michael Sheen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, bloody! It would Sheen. be, wouldn't it? <laughs> of course. Yep, it adds up. That completely adds up. Um, but then she mentions who invited Michael Sheen. You'll find out. Actually, I'll oh. get to that later. So it turns out Georgia is the one of the co-founders. Of the Great British Come Off. <gasps> dun dun dun. Oh, fuck's sake. She is involved in organising this, and it's kind of her fault this is happening, but also also Sheen's fault as well. So the Come Off happens at a burlesque bar. It's exactly like the Bake Off, but you have to work come into the ingredients. Oh, that's. It's not for everyone, but. <laughs> I mean, some people drink it straight. I'd rather it in a cake, not gonna lie. If you had to, yeah, gun to your head. you put it that way. If I had to, I'd rather it in a cake. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, fair enough. Like, gun to so, my head. David yeah. Tennant is reluctant, but he's like, oh, okay. So, Georgia holds over 
The same thing any married couple would do. Like, if you ever want to have sex with me again, you're going to take part in this. <laughs> oh my god. And she's just like, ah, go on. Oh, and it's for charity as well. She's probably sick of it because she's got five children with him. Oh, or something ridiculous. Yeah, so that sounds about right. right. <laughs> she, she's just waiting until he gets this vasectomy, really, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, that would be a great twist ending to this. By the way, <laughs> I had this thing to me all along. Oh. One last question. How did Michael get on there? He volunteered as our very first participant. Oh my god. Why do I have the feeling that Michael Sheen only volunteered because he wanted to drag David Tennant into it? That is my headcanon as well. Yes. <laughs> I could ruin David's day with it. Yeah, I'm going to ruin his fucking life, and yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah. So, oh man. we cut forward to two weeks later. They have gone to London. Mm-hmm. There's George's... an audience. There's a fucking audience. Yes, a select audience of around 20 people oh. at the strip club. I was imagining, like, the Royal Albert Hall oh, for some God. reason. <laughs> yeah, that's... that would be funny. Standing but... ovation when he finally climaxes it. <laughs> Into the batter. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So they skip ahead two weeks. Georgia is just telling him, just go have fun. I'm going to just be around London, probably doing some shopping. So she's just, like, fucked off while her husband's off to wank into a cake. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he, he goes to the club. He meets Charlotte and Ayla. Isla? Not sure how to pronounce that name. Mm. But they are the main judges. Sorry, Isla's the judge, Charlotte is hosting the show. There are two judges. Who's the second judge? You'll find out. Oh wait, no, you'll find out in the next paragraph. Oh. Paul's already on stage. Mustn't meet the contestants before the show starts. No. Paul wait, F. And Hollywood. Paul Hollywood! David Tennant. What, what did I just miss? Paul Hollywood is one of the judges for the Great British Come Off. Oh, of course he is. What the what? Paul and Isla. Yeah, David Tennant's shocked by this. Like, Paul F. in Hollywood. Oh, Georgia, you fiend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's he's sort of reluctant for all of this, but deep down in his mind, he's like, ooh, no, this could be fun. I'm sort of performing on stage. I've been nude on stage before. That kind oh, of thing. Oh, dear. Uh, David Tennant questions why Paul Hollywood is here, and Charlotte just goes, contracts. <laughs> Oh Con- my yeah. god. He's, he's here because he's legally bound to be He is legally there. obligated to be here. <laughs> Charlotte doesn't want to explain it because she's husband of the boss. She's like, the boss? She told me she was the co-founder. And she's also in charge of this. Um, the co-founders are Georgia Moffat and Sue Perkins. Fucking wow. And I, I don't know if they're actually friends in real life. If they are, that's interesting lore they've set up for this uh, whole thing. Yes, it is. Isla mentions is a burlesque dancer. That comes up later. She's also one of the judges for the show. Um, I suppose you need a a professional burlesque judge for the burlesque bit of the show, and then Paul's just there for the cake. Pretty much. Well, no, they both taste the cakes. Uh, I I think Isla's... If I remember right, Isla's uh, vote overrules... Paul Hollywood's. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. Uh, he's just kind of there as part of the show. And I'll go into that later. Um, <laughs> okay. So, 
they strip him down to his TARDIS boxer shorts. Because, of course, he's got TARDIS boxer shorts. He's going out in his TARDIS boxer shorts and a pink apron. (laughs) Amazing. It's bigger on the inside. (laughs) Oh, it should. Hey! (laughs) I I think they're just sort of TARDIS patterned, but I think that works as well. Um, Yeah, they put him out on stage. I think that's... In a pink apron, with nothing to protect his dignity than a pink apron. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the first thing David Tennant wonders, now he's seen Paul Hollywood naked, he's there naked, silver hair, and David Tennant thinks, do you, re- do you reckon the pubes are silver too? <laughs> and then he gets his answer. Paul turned around, and this is where David's eyes fell first. They were just as artificially silver. <laughs> oh my he stared God. a few moments too long at the intimidating thing that dangled from the silver loin forest and shuddered <laughs> and dragged his eyes only to meet Paul's they were icy and for want of a better word hateful after freezing under the stare for a few scary seconds the realisation of the audience behind Paul's back was almost soothing as a sudden sensation of a warm soft hand on his bum he spun round. It was Isla's. Come on, sugar. Time to show you to your station. I have never, ever, ever, ever heard it called a loin forest before. I know. That's a good one. <laughs> can, we put, can we put that on our uh, lighthouse? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good, good dick euphemisms. Yes. I mean, it's pube euphemisms, but it works as well. Loin so, forest. Just, the just, loin just forest. Euphemisms. Yeah, it's a good euphemism. <laughs> So the show starts. Um, Charlotte announces, "Good evening, esteemed members of the audience. Tell me, are you thirsty tonight? Woo! Cheering. <laughs> are you ready for some perky ass? Louder cheering. Woo! How about some good old man meat? Whatever that means to you. Woo! <laughs> and last but obviously not least, how about some cum?" <laughs> the tiny audience exploded hey! as soon as it came back. Charlotte went on to explain the rules. So, oh. yeah, oh, it's just like it's just like the Bake Off. There's um, <laughs> David Tennant no, has to bake. No, it's not. <laughs> with a few caveats that I'm about to go into. Shut up. A few caveats uh, you don't fucking say. <laughs> Paul and Isla are going to judge whatever he creates and rate it on a scale from 1, which is an edible, to 10, which is a Michelin star. And if he wants to earn extra money for his charity, which is an inclusive women's space here in London that offers self-defence training, therapy, and support for traumatised and disadvantaged women, he, if he eats it himself, he will also get bonus money for them. Oh, what a... So David Tennant has half an hour to to bake and add a little extra to the recipe. First up, he has to make a tiramisu. And this is where David Tennant learns, oh shit, I have to bake, don't I? Shit. (laughs) So he goes, I'm not technically baking, am I? No. But you're going to have to whip up a batter anyway, eh? Oh. David cringes. So I'm going to skip over some chunks. It, this is very sexually written. There is a whole striptease scene. So, to help David Tennant sort of uh, produce the goods, shall we say. Oh, so Ayla's a fluffer. Yeah, Ayla is a fluffer. They're not allowed to touch. That's the thing. Right, um, okay. She is in a glass cabinet, essentially. She's doing a whole stripping thing. David Tennant is watching, going, ooh, nice. 
So this is where it gets interesting. Paul is not allowed to touch himself. Paul isn't? Yeah. There's there's a lot more going on to this that meets the eye, isn't there? Yeah. So as David Tennant's doing his thing, trying to make his ingredients, he notices that Paul has been sort of... He starts touching himself as well. And that's when Charlotte goes, Paul, in a cold voice like ice, the room fell silent in an instant. Paul stopped wanking and turned around, very obviously angry, but also ashamed. <laughs> he looked like he knew what was about to come, and it wasn't him, in brackets. Oh. What was I saying about touching yourself? She turned aside to David, and the audience <laughs> momentarily explained. As the male judge, he isn't allowed to touch himself throughout the show, and if he does, it has serious consequences. So that's when she takes out the short black horse whip from her waist that oh, David has noticed oh and God. bends Paul over. Ass. Now. She commanded. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Paul Hollywood gets spanked for touching himself. Oh. Do it again and you know what happens next. Paul chunted? I don't know what chuntering is. I probably should have looked that up. It's, it's he like... sort of nods begrudgingly, like, yes, I won't do it again. <laughs> Chuntering is like oh. when you when you sort of mutter under your breath, you know, oh. that kind of thing, you know. I see. Okay. Talk about contracts, eh? Jesus Christ. Yeah. This fic sort of treats Paul as like this weird gimp stroke goblin creature. What? And <laughs> it's a very strange situation. <laughs> He's like a, a coerced sub, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He doesn't want to be a sub, but he's just sort of... That's exactly it. Here. So, Contractually obliged. Exactly. God. So Isla finishes uh, the stripping, and David finishes his tiramisu. Congrats on finishing the first challenge. David, this looks appetizing. Oh, it looks so appetizing. Doesn't it, Paul? And then Paul gives a glare of contempt. Um... This has one of th- oh, so this this has some of the best writing in this scene. So Paul gives a glare of contempt. He goes, "It looks all right. Yeah, would look a thousand times better if I knew I didn't have to guzzle another man's cum in a minute." <laughs> and someone from the audience goes, "People will give a leg to guzzle that man's cum," and then the audience cheers. <laughs> so not wrong. So do you oh. two want to get to it? Ladies first. Paul sneered. Uh, then she goes, with pleasure. Uh, she eats some of the tiramisu. Absolutely, this is a perfect tiramisu. Uh, oh, fuck, this is so good. And Paul, it's your turn. Come on, Paul, your turn. It's not gay to eat cum if you can't taste it, and you literally can't. <laughs> Say, ah, Paul, come on, open up. <laughs> this is this is bizarre. Yes, <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Paul Hollywood eats the, some of the tiramisu. Charles, like, oh, nothing to say about it. You're always so verbal on the Bake Off. Maybe that's because I get paid to be there, not blackmailed into it. Charlotte <laughs> uh, says, uh, you get paid to be a snarky asshole to people, which is in itself wrong, and you could just choose to enjoy yourself like David here. You've enjoyed yourself in plenty <laughs> other situations. This shouldn't be too much of a problem, should it? Plus, you even get free food. I get fed sperm, Charlotte. I get fed sperm, Charlotte. 
<laughs> I just love that reaction. I got fed sperm, uh, shall <laughs> I, I can I can see why Paul Hollywood is um, less than pleased about this, yeah. this turn of events. <laughs> anyway, time for the ratings. Um, oh, so I think he get yeah he gets a ten from Isla, and he didn't even see the rating that Paul gives, but it doesn't matter because he got a ten. Uh, so next up is donuts, and he um. Yeah, they're not insured for any lethal frying burns, so they've already pre-made the donuts, and he's just got would... to glaze them. He just has to decorate <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, fuck Both hell. filling and glaze must contain significant amounts of cum. That's the only rule, and there's got to be four he's complete al- donuts at the end. Cum. Yeah, he's already just done it. How's he going to manage a load so that... to fill it and glaze it? I'm glad it. you asked. So here, I'm going to take a brief break to talk about science. So. I'm no, no I'm, I'm no, just just <laughs> fucking hang on a minute. <laughs> I think I've broken neck. Okay. Just hang on, just hang hang on a minute. What kind of scientific basis is this rooted in? Uh none. Yeah, so this I'm gonna talk about how scientifically inaccurate <laughs> this fic is. Oh, I was gonna say it was like Oh, it was like when they came out with a human centipede and it was like based on real <laughs> medical science. This is what this is like. Nick, please don't compare <laughs> fix to the human centipede. That's kind of mean. Yeah. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I know what you mean. Though. I think You're a like... lot of men will know about this. I'm not sure how many women know about this, but there is something called the refractory period that men experience. Everyone has a refractory period. They do. Regardless. But men's are more significant than women's. I think it's just more timely. It takes yes. longer. Yes, so once men have uh, experienced an orgasm, the penis becomes very sensitive. Hypersensitive is the term Wikipedia uses. And further sexual stimulation may feel painful during this time frame. Okay. May. So, according to studies, on average, men around men of 18 years old have a refractory period of 15 minutes and... Another study shows once you get to the age of 70, it can take around 20 hours. Well, that's because you're 70. Yeah. Everything takes about 20 hours. <laughs> that's very true. So I think at age 70, I'd rather have another gin and tonic, to be honest. But, you know. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> but the average for all men is around half an hour. So everyone's kind of within that somewhere. The, in this fic, David Tennant comes about three times within the space of an hour. What a fucking hero! I'm definitely sure it's an hour. How do you know it's an uh, hour? So there was the half an hour baking for the tiramisu. Okay. The donuts... Oh, wait, no, Baconing. the second time is quite quick, yeah. So the donuts will be immediately after the judging, because he doesn't have to make the donuts. And then there's a final half hour... So it's about three in an hour, roughly. He's also pushing 50 okay. inventions in this fic. Oh, so, right. So he's doing quite yeah, well for... That's... This is scientifically inaccurate, and that's what I wanted Once again, to bring he to. Has five children. So maybe that's maybe isn't. yeah. Maybe he just doesn't have a, a refractory period. He's, well, he is a time maybe. lord, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, there but we go. This is right. the thing. Even if he does, I'm glad we were. Even if out. he doesn't, surely the second and third goes will have not enough fluid for four donuts. Surely. I suppose, but this is fan fiction where any, anybody can do whatever they like. I suppose. That's very true. Apart from, as it turns out, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> He's having a really bad time in this fic. Yeah, he is. I kind of feel quite sorry for him. You should, because um, he gets caught touching himself again later on. 
Oh no! Oh, poor. And uh, oh, poor. Charlotte, Charlotte brings doing? out the whip, and uh, he gets whipped on the penis, and Ooh. then she puts him in a cock cage. Well, he's not going to have to worry about wanking himself off anymore. No, he's not want to. <laughs> no, he is not. That yeah, I can imagine that they're quite painful. They've always looked at to me. Yeah, I I do not know though. Well, I'm under the impression that. Paul in this is just into this shit. That's why they can get away with it. Because it just seems too... Like like he's sort of pretending he hates Could it. Could be. I don't know. I'm just hoping that it's consensual. Yeah, I'm not sure. To an extent. I was, yeah, I'm not I was sure. going to say, like, um, how bad do the ramifications of the legal contract have to be? Yeah. <laughs> Before you would sort of willingly subject yourself to this sort of stuff if you weren't yeah, into it. Because he had to sign this. Yeah, like if, if you weren't yeah. into it, you know. <laughs> Maybe he just didn't read the small print and he's just like, oh no. Yeah, he just saw the title <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, that's the Great British. Oh, yeah, just in point Ireland. four it just says, we're going to whip your penis. <laughs> it's like I. Um, oh no. I, I did read that this was like a revenge thing for um, Paul Hollywood being like a snarky cunt to people on the Great British yeah. Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if he refuses to do this, then that's his career over. Oh wow! Oh, all right. So, but is oh. that really that bad? Couldn't he just use? I don't think he was that bad on the yeah. Bake Off. I knew he was maybe like, a he bit was cold, mean to people behind his scenes. character. That was yeah, the I was. I, oh, I was going to say like maybe can't he use his presumably many thousands of pounds to open up a nice bakery in a nice little yeah, just retire somewhere. Nice little Suffolk village somewhere and do bread. I think and you're stuff. right. He definitely has options, which is yeah. why I think I think this could count as consensual. Yeah, I suppose so. Out of all the things you could do, he's here doing this. <laughs> Regardless, I think we've read into this a lot more than the author expected us to. Do you know what this felt like? Oh yeah. Oh I'm not done yet. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean what this felt like? We're not finished. Though I do realise I have gone very much over time. So Finds out David Tennant's secret. He ate a lot of pineapple. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's why it works well. That's why he's doing well in this contest. And uh, yeah, because it tastes sweet. Because it tastes of pineapple and can be mixed into more things. Oh my god! Final challenge was cream. The upside down cake. Final challenge is cream puffs, but there's a catch. You don't get any cream. Oh, no. Of course you don't. You have to make it yourself. <laughs> you have to use... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we know how this works Exactly. Now, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll skip to the end. Yeah, um, Isla does more strip teasing to encourage David. And he he does well. He makes, he, he makes some cream puffs. He makes enough cream to make some cream puffs. And... Yeah, she wins, gets a turn. Yeah, once the uh, once the show is over, he realizes he has feelings for Isla, who has given him a ten out of ten. And then she leaves, and he tries to follow her so he can go talk to her after the show. He had to find her. He didn't care for anything or anyone else. All he knew is the night wasn't over yet. Is Isla by any chance? This is chapter one of two. This hasn't been finished yet. And who knows if they're going to write a second chapter. I, I hope they do, because I like closure. Yeah, it was 
do you know what this felt like? Mm-hmm. This felt like uh, coming down the slipway onto a motorway at 70 mile an hour, and then your throttle jamming open. Yeah, there's kind of wet place <laughs> that isn't finished. I'm assuming David Tennant and Isla are going to have sex, regardless of the fact he's just nutted four, five times Three at times. this point. It's, this is the thing. It just felt like you were being taken by the scruff of your neck and dragged towards this conclusion, and it just gets, like, faster and faster and more turned up to 11, if you know what I mean. It felt like that. It was just bizarre. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, in, like, a good way. It's just, like, um, I mean, mad props to fucking Secret Side Account. That was a lesson. I thoroughly enjoyed reading this. Yes. surreal and strange, and I loved it. A lesson in acceleration. I have a question. Escalation. What's your question? Um, is... Is Paul still in his cage? I don't think they let him out. I think they do. I think there was something in the last paragraph which said so. Oh, I see. I, I had a quick skim. See, all I, the last thing I saw was that they, that she gave like his key away to someone or something. Oh. <laughs> or, like So, like, the... the <laughs> he needs that key, guys. <laughs> okay, in that case, I would like... So, secret side account, if that is your real name. I... Want a sequel to this about Paul Hollywood trying to get out of a cock cage? (laughs) (laughs) Paul Hollywood is now going to the late night fabricators to get somebody with an angle grinder to cut his chastity belt off. (laughs) Yes, that's what I want to. I was thinking that, or maybe it could be in the style of Saw. Oh, come on! (laughs) But what I find interesting is that. How am I going to watch the baby? Well, yeah, um... I'm never going to look at Professor or anything like that the same way again. Or let alone Tiramisu. Yeah, that's it. That eclair in the fridge that I had for later. Fucking ruined. <laughs> that can stay yeah. in the fridge. So what I was thinking was strange is that Paul Hollywood, there's, he's like Marmite, isn't he? Like People are either really attracted to him or they treat him as this gimp slash goblin creature that is sort of whipped in, in the fanfic said, world. Like, no. yeah, yeah, in the fanfic world. In in the fanfic world, yeah, he's he's either sort of treated as this like sort of steel eyed hug. Yeah. You love him Silver or you box. hate him. Yeah, that's it. So before we wrap up, would anyone like to hazard a guess who they suspect secret side account may be? Oh, um, Mary, Mary, Mary Berry. Berry. Yeah, probably Mary <laughs> Berry. I was wondering if... Oh, Sue Perkins, she's very sweet. Oh. Suspiciously yeah. sweet. I think it might be Georgina Moffat, you know. Yeah, no, that adds up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Georgina Moffat just be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to torment my husband. <laughs> Well, no, it sounded like um, it sounded like uh, David Tennant ended up having a good time after all. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. David Tennant enjoyed the entire thing in this <laughs> fic. I don't know if he will enjoy reading this if he happens to stumble on it. Only time will tell. Oh, it, that that would be hilarious if we woke up one day to an email from David Tennant giving like an official statement about this <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking fic. <laughs> David Tennant, if you're listening to this, write in to thefanshippingforecast at gmail.com. It would be good to get you to dub over some of the bits of this. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd also like to remember that this is a work of fiction and not oh, yeah, we should. anything to do with real life. Maybe we should start in any way, shape, yeah. or form. We should definitely start our show with like the following as a work of fiction does not represent. Like, it's um, you in, know, in, in fact, in case anyone was wondering. In fact, I have a feeling that uh, Michael Sheen might find this and then pester David Tennant to come back to go on. I hope it. so. Oh, I, <laughs> I do think that's all we have time for. Oh yeah. Sorry for overrunning with that. There was a lot to talk about. Yeah, I... And I overestimated that. I fully understand. Thank you. (laughs) And join us next time when I don't know what we'll be discussing. Well, Probably, um, Probably nothing involving food. Well, uh, I was going to say, because of this hot weather, I kind of fancy a Cornetto. Oh, I see. You want to talk about the Cornetto trilogy? I thought you could maybe leave that hanging. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I shaved <laughs> that up for two weeks. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I thought we could leave that hanging and be like, hmm. I think it's funnier if I just say it. To be <laughs> for fuck's sake. Well, wasted. Way, I am we'll be fucking back. wasted way, we'll be on the back show. With a new topic next time. <laughs> Good night.